Made Up Audio Productions presents Gather the Suspects Episode 2 The Not-So-Dapper Death of Dapper Dan Harris I'm sorry, sir, but I really don't see what more we could do. Can't you check the CCTV? Surely, if it's a mugger, you will see them leave the building. The cops have been here for a little over ten minutes. Open and shut case, according to them. Mr Khan is trying to convince them to see some logic that their random mugging theory might have some holes. All I'm saying is we're the rapid response unit, sir. Rapid response? It took three hours to get here. Even so, sir, if you'd send a copy of the CCTV to the appropriate department, then it will be dealt with. Until then, sir, I wish you a good evening. A good evening? Have you seen what's just happened upstairs? Come on, Mr Khan, let's get everyone settled down a bit. Geraint leads Mr Khan back to the shocked crowd who are still milling round with a horrified curiosity of what happens now. Mugging my ass. They didn't even steal anything. Well, he did say failed mugging. Ah, come on, Gare, pull the other one. If it was a mugger, I'm sure Mr Khan will find him on CCTV. There's only one way they could have got out, and that's down the stairs. It's not like they could have taken the lift, is it? Well, we were walking up the stairs to the six at the time. We didn't see anyone. Don't you live on the third floor? Yep. Alex and I believe that extra steps do our health a world of good. Hmm. Yes, great way to get some extra cardio in before dinner. Sometimes we even run up and see if we could be our last time. Of course you do. Figures. Mr and Mrs Perfect wouldn't ride the lift like the rest of us. But if no one left the building, either they are still in there... Or someone here is the murderer. Okay, everyone. I don't think there's anything more that we can do tonight. Take your loved ones home and keep them safe. I'll check the CCTV for today and make sure no one left the building in the confusion that followed. We'll meet in the business suite for a special emergency meeting at 10am. Geraint's staying with us tonight. Everyone's a bit shaken up. Jack's pontificating on what happened like he's Sherlock bloody Holmes or something. And I'm still annoyed about Gethin and his sodding cardio. What do you think? Gara? I could do cardio if I wanted to. Who the hell does cardio up the stairs anyway? About the murder? Well, I suppose we don't really know it was murder. What I can't get my head round is how quick someone would have to have been to kill Dan in that shorter time. I mean, it was seconds between me getting out of the lift and the lift stopping for the Hampsons on six. Someone could have got on at the third or fourth and hopped out on the fifth? I guess, but it's a risk. They wouldn't have known if anyone had already called the lift on the 5th. Lucky they didn't try escaping on the 6th where the Hampsons were. Lucky? Or suspicious? Doesn't give a lot of time for someone to stop the lift, get in, and stop it again, and get out again, all before the Hampsons found the body. That is, if the Hampsons did find the body. The Hampsons are many things, Jack. Racist, homophobic, anti-science, transphobic, xenophobic, jingoistic. But I'm not sure if cold-blooded killers is one of them. 
How else would you explain someone killing him so quickly and then escaping? Well, someone didn't necessarily have to have got in the lift and back out again. They could have, for example, stabbed Dan from the corridor and then the lift carried up while they fled. I guess so. But something just doesn't feel... Back! What? He was stabbed in the back and then fell against the lift doors, so no one in the corridor could have stabbed him. Or, I mean, they could have, but that would have taken some careful manoeuvring to get him propped up against the door again. Wouldn't there be blood around the lift if that was the case? Seems like it would be difficult to disguise that in the time. Also, kind of blows your Hampson theory. They would have been covered in the stuff. Hmm, I guess. Anyway, us pontificating about it isn't going to do anything. Problem is, neither are the police. Bunch of time-wasting talk. Oh, come on, Kay, that isn't fair. Their hands are more than full at the moment. I heard that there was a huge insurgency plot on the borders that a lot of the police have been drafted into dealing with. And anyway, the guys are volunteers. Sure, I'd much rather be going home at 11pm if I was in their shoes and not getting paid. That's it. What's it? They are volunteers. If they're allowed to go and investigate crimes, then why can't I? You? You couldn't even be bothered to investigate what made the fridge smell like death last week. Now you're solving murders? Hey, I can solve a murder. Let's face it, it's not like anyone else here has much experience, is it? Experience of what, exactly? Not sure sitting on your arse all day watching detective shows on daytime TV counts? Why not? It's not like we're swimming in potential detectives with extensive police backgrounds, is it? I could crack the case. Oh, it's a case now, is it? Yeah, I don't see why not. I've seen every episode of Poirot at least five times. Just last week, I finished the box set of Midsummer Murders. If Joe Bloggs from Newport can play at being an actual policeman, then I don't see why I can't be a private detective. Doesn't someone have to request your help to be a private detective? I don't see anyone calling for Cardiff's greatest consulting detective, Jack Davis. Mock if you will, but... I will. But I'm going to do it. And I hope that you two would be with me. Meh, sounds good to me. Can't be as hard as trying to teach my year 10s maths. So, why not? Okay, Jack. It's ridiculous, but... Life is nothing if not ridiculous right now. Cool. <laughs> the mystery team is on the case. The mystery team? Really? I'll work on the name. <sighs> okay, I'll get it, shall I? Thinks he can solve a murder. Can't even work out how to answer the bloody door. Oh, hi both. Who is it? It's Rishi and Linda. Come in. Hey. Hey guys. Awful business, right? Oh, Kara, who'd have thought it? Murder. Right here in our little flat complex. Yeah, it's awful. Poor Dan. Hey, Linda, you're on six. Did you see anything? No, not a thing. Well, heard all hell breaking loose, so I popped my head out and 
I mean, we were all just in our doorways, staring and wondering what was going on. James and Will, the Williams, Jimmy, Rich and I, a few of us ran towards the screaming and... Whoa, what a sight. Not something I will forget in quite a while, I assure you. Poor Dan. And just while he was getting everything together, too. Getting everything together? Well, yeah, you know, a nice new girlfriend, work starting to fall into place, and... You know, that reminds me. Cara, did you ask about any jobs going at the call centre for my niece? Oh, yeah. In all the excitement, I forgot. Come into the kitchen. I'll give you the details. What do you reckon, Rich? Was it murder? I'm not sure. I hope not. It's not like the police are going to protect us with the killer on the loose. Fear not. Agatha Christie over there is taking on the case. What? Jack? <laughs> hey, why does everyone think you're so funny? I can solve this case. Sorry, Jack. You're my friend and everything, but following through is not one of your most well-known skills. I could follow through on stuff. You'll see at the residence meeting tomorrow. I'm going to announce my intention to everyone. Whoever wrote that book, The Wisdom of Crowds, had obviously never attended a Prosperity Heights residence meeting. I'm more inclined to agree with Terry Pratchett that the crowd who cheers your coronation is the same one that cheers your execution. No one looks, well, scared. You'd think after such a horrific event, people would be more subdued. But if anything, people seem more alive. Jack is sitting in the corner, looking like an excited puppy, waiting for his big moment. As much as I hate to admit it, Jack has a point. Why can't we solve the crime? It's not like the police are anything more than enthusiastic amateurs anymore. Oh, hey, Cara. Did we miss anything? Only the part where I wish you'd stop talking. Nope, still waiting. Oh, good. Gethy and I were just dying to get in a few laps in the pool before breakfast. Makes those overnight oats taste even sweeter. Okay, quiet, everyone. The quicker we get started, the quicker you can all go to work. Oh, thank God. Firstly, I hope you all managed to get some sleep after the unfortunate events of last night. Good. So after the police were less than helpful, I spent a good few hours, with the help of Rishi and Will, going through the CCTV footage for yesterday to see if we could spot our silent entering or leaving the building. Hurry up, Calm. Did you find him? Or her, Mr. Hampson? And no, we couldn't find anyone either entering or leaving the building at any point before or after the murder. I'm not saying the murder was carried out by one of us, but it could potentially mean that the killer was hiding here for a while and may even still be somewhere in the complex. Okay, okay, settle down. I'm asking you all to remain extra vigilant over the next few days. Keep an eye out for things going missing, particularly food. If we do have an unexpected lodger in the complex, he or she is going to have to break cover and find supplies. How exciting. 
I saw something similar on True Crimes of Hollywood. A guy lived in this actor's house for years and they didn't realise. Then one day they find a sleeping bag in between the walls when they're building an addition and then they... Uh, thank uh, you for that anecdote, Linda. I don't think we need to be unduly concerned at this stage. Just keep vigilant. If anyone would like to join me and Rishi in searching all possible hiding places in the complex, we'll be meeting at 12pm by the pool. CCTV will also be monitored 24-7 over the next few days to make sure this person can't make a run for it without us knowing. Ridiculous, Khan. Taking away our liberty by watching us like mice. We've done nothing wrong. Why should we be punished? It's not a punishment, is it? It's to help keep us safe in extraordinary circumstances. I won't be lectured by the likes of you. What exactly do you mean by that? Enough! I know emotions are high right now, but arguing will get us nowhere. Mr. Hampson, if you can't be civil to the members of this association, I shall have to ask you to leave the meeting. Outrageous. Firstly, you stamp on my liberty, and then then you silence me? Well, I will not be silenced, Mr. Khan. If you want to find your killer, I say you'd be better speaking to his trollop of a girlfriend than playing hide-and-seek with invisible man around the place. Hey, steady on. There's no need for that. You don't need to stick your oar in. For all we know, you killed him. You were the last person to see him alive, after all. To work together. Yes. What? Exactly. That's ridiculous. I never... Quiet! Quiet! This is getting us nowhere. Mr Hampson, like it or not, as the elected head of the Resident Association, I will decide what course of action I believe is right to keep everyone safe. You're more than welcome to help us in our efforts, or keep your opinions to yourself, please. Jack, I believe you wanted to address the group? Here we go. Jack still looks incredibly pleased with himself. I suspect he's even more so since Khan finally blew up at Mr Hampson. Thank you, Mr Khan. Everyone. These are unprecedented times that we live in, and sometimes unprecedented times call for unique solutions. It is highly likely a killer is still here among us. In the worst case, one of us who are present might even be the killer. To support the search for any hideaways in Prosperity Heights, I have agreed with Mr Khan, have Mr Khan, uh, that each of us will be interviewed to ask our whereabouts and movements on the night of the murder. Uh, that is to eliminate the possibility that one of us could possibly be involved. And who, pray tell, will lead this witch hunt? The investigation will be led by me. What? You can't be serious. This jumped up. Oink! I will not allow it. As young Jack tells us, these are indeed unprecedented times, Mr. Hampson. And he does have certain qualities that I believe will make him well suited to leading this phase of the investigation. 
ridiculous. I will not countenance it. Mr Hampson's whisky ashen cheeks have turned an even deeper shade of red than normal. It looks like he might be about to burst a blood vessel. If you do not wish to cooperate, that is your prerogative. I'm sure that no one will draw any assumptions from your silence. I move that we vote on the matter. All those in favour of allowing Jack Davies to lead the investigation into the murder of Dan Harris, raise your hands now. Jack's gamble that everyone hates Giles Hampson enough to give him the go-aheads working. The only hands that remain down are... Yep, the Hampsons themselves. Good. That settles it. Jack will report back to me at the end of each day with a progress report. Please have a safe day, everyone, and I look forward to catching up with those helping with the search this afternoon. And there we have it. The investigation's on. Our first case, the not-so-dapper death of Dapper Dan Harris. Let's hope Jack knows what he's doing and doesn't go overboard with the whole private investigator thing. (sighs) Jack's asked me and G to meet him by the crime scene straight after work. The lift is still out of action, so the stairs are the only option. So many stairs... Wow, Carter. You okay? You look a bit peaky. Yeah, uh, stairs just don't really feature much in my post-apocalyptic landscape, you know. Excuse us, coming through. Just getting in some quick exercise after work. Oh, hey, Cara. Are you okay? You look a bit... I'm fine, Alex. Looks fun. Maybe you should sit. Just don't care, all right? See you later, alligators. Compose yourself, Kara. Don't let the Wonder Twins put you off. Right, where was I? When I left for work this morning, Jack was, unusually for him, already up and out. I had no idea where he was. It's nice to see him enthusiastic about something for once. Even if it does take the murder of somebody to do it. Just hope he takes it seriously and doesn't go too over the top, you know? Oh, God. Well, there goes that faint hope. (laughs) What what on earth? Who's this? Magnum P.I.? Jack is wearing a very loud Hawaiian t-shirt and dark aviator sunglasses. I imagine in his mind he thinks he looks like Tom Selleck. Hey, what's up, Ace Ventura? How's the case of the lost monkeys going? Ooh, that's a good one. Hey, Dennis Nadri, better not be letting that T-Rex loose. Yeah, yeah, laugh it up, guys. We will. Ooh, hey, Hollywood-era Elvis, you forgot your guitar. Oh, hey... John Candy in every film of the 80s. Hey, Larry Wilson, what have you done with Bernie? Okay, that's an obscure one, well done. Bit bad taste, though, considering the circumstances. Jack, are you taking this seriously? I'm taking this very seriously. 
while you two have been out here gallivanting, I have been... By which you mean earning enough money to keep a roof over your sorry ass. Okay. While you two have been completing your time as tools of capitalist oppression, I have been busy investigating. And what did you find, boy? Did Timmy fall down the well? Lassie was a girl. And anyway, that wouldn't even make any sense. Meh. They can't all be gold. As I was saying before you so rudely interrupted, I spoke to Dapper Dance girlfriend Amelia this morning. What? Alone? Yeah, of course alone. Why? Well, she is grieving, and you're not the most well-known for your tact in difficult situations. No follow-through, no tact, any more inspiring words from my friends this week? I was very tactful, thanks. And anyway, will you two let me finish? Even though that he's a massive bellend, Mr. Hampson did say that if we wanted to find the killer, we should speak to Amelia. So I did. Not for the reason that Mr. Hampson wanted us to, mind. But I thought that if somebody had managed to upset him more than I do, it was probably worth looking into why. And? What had she done to deserve top billing on Prosperity Heights' own Fuhas list? Ah, listen, I taped it. Vintage Walkman. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I know, right? Thanks, Jack. Everyone has been so nice to me since Danny passed. Will and James have been checking in on me every few hours to see if I need anything, and Linda has been sending me meals. I just can't believe what happened. I mean, everyone seemed to love Danny. Did you know him well? Well, I, um... We've lived in the same building for many years now, so, you know. How did Dab... I mean, Dan... Seem the days before he was, um... Before it happened? Fine. As far as I know. He didn't seem worried or distracted at all? No. Danny was always super upbeat about everything. Even when everything else in the world seemed so... Well, shit. You mentioned that everyone had been really kind to you. Does that include Mr. and Mrs. Hampson? Well, I... Let's just say they aren't my biggest fans. Ah, how come? Well, it's kind of ancient history now. But before I met Danny, he used to date the Hampson's daughter. She was super mean and Danny used to say that she was totally spoiled. Figures. When me and Danny met, there may have been some... crossover. We didn't mean for it to happen like that, and he ended it pretty quickly with her. At the time, Giles was really mad. He even came up to Danny's flat one night, bashing on the door, screaming that he was a coward and telling him to come out and fight like a man. What happened then? Nothing. Danny pretended that we had gone out for the evening and nothing was ever said by any of us about it again. Since then, they've kind of ignored Danny and me. I mean, Jillian still makes comments when we pass in the halls, but they haven't come back to the flat or anything. Amelia, I have to ask you this question. Please don't be angry, but Giles Hampson intimated in the meeting that you could have had something to do with Dan's death. Is there any reason you know why you'd think that? Apart from being a hateful, spiteful old man? No. Me and Danny were perfectly happy together. So there we have it. 
You believe her? Seemed genuine enough. Interesting tidbit about old Hampson trying to fight Dapper Dan, though, eh? Hmm. One thing I'm not wholly convinced of is that her and Danny Boy were so happy together. Why's that? Well, at least half of the house saw them having a huge bust-up in the car park last week. Couldn't hear what it was about, but Amelia looked furious. Dan tried to grab her arm to stop her storming off, but off she went, yelling something at him from the car on her way out. Not quite the picture of Elysian bliss she made out. Also, when I saw Dan just before he died, he definitely didn't look fine. Maybe something had just happened that Amelia didn't know about. But it could be that Amelia, for whatever reason, isn't telling the whole truth. Hmm. Maybe. Grief does make us gloss over some of the less-than-perfect parts sometimes. It might just be that. Anyway, I asked you both to meet me here so we could walk through what we know about the murder. But instead, I think it's time we spoke to Mr and Mrs Hitler. You mean Hampson? Yeah. Why would I say? Yes? Oh, it's you. Good afternoon, Mrs Hampson. Could we please speak with you and your husband? Come in, I guess. Take your shoes off, please. That is a very expensive carpet, handmade from the finest sheep's wool. Giles! The Scooby-Doo gang are here. Please, come through to the drawing room. Just don't touch anything. drawing room. I think it's just a posh word for the lounge. We enter the drawing room. Mr Hampson is reading the FT on the balcony. Their flat isn't exactly how I imagined it. Not sure what I expected. Maybe more stag heads on the wall and one of those globes that opened up into a drinks cabinet. Definitely wasn't expecting the giant painting of a startled-looking Mrs Hampson that took pride of place on the large but otherwise featureless wall. My, what a lovely painting, Mrs Hampson. Ah, oh, yes. That was painted by a street urchin in Morocco. Of course, most will sooner rob you than paint you, but this one, young chap... <laughs> Such talent and intensity. Such delicate strokes. And she drifts off into the daydreams of the perpetually sexually frustrated. Mr Hampson, thank you for agreeing to speak with us. I know that you have some reservations. Listen, the only reason I'm indulging you and your band of cretins in your game of Sherlock is because Khan said I have to, so be quick, say your piece and be out of my flat. Jack flinches at the word cretins. We agreed on the way down that it would be best if he doesn't speak in this one. There's no way Giles is talking at all to Jack. So far, he's keeping it up. Mr Hampson, we just wanted to ask you a few questions about how you knew the deceased. Garant, is it? Geraint, ma'am. 
Jack's eyes glaze over at Geraint's ability to be aggressively polite and deferential at the same time. That's what I said. Well, Geraint, I think my husband has made his feelings perfectly clear about who we feel is responsible for Mr. Harris's death. Geraint. And thank you very much for your insightful comments. We'd like to assure you that we made sure that this was our first line of inquiry today. Oh, what did that harpy have to say for herself? Well, although obviously in a state of grief due to the brutal death of her partner, she did manage to tell us about her good relationship with Mr Harris. Ha! Good relationship? You witnessed that rather public mess in the car park last week, didn't you, Gerard? I did, Mrs Hampson. And it's Geraint. While we are continuing our inquiries into that matter, there was one thing that Amelia raised about Mr. Harris's history with you and your husband that we wanted to discuss. Really, I don't have time for your games. If I want to listen to a bunch of kids playing dress-up, I'd go visit my grandchildren. I'm going to have to ask you to... Mr. Hampson, I believe that it was you who murdered Dan Harris. Well... That was unexpected. So much for keeping out to this one. You've been listening to Gather the Suspects. In episode two, the suspects were Beth and Reese as Cara, James Morgan as Jack, Edward Llewellyn as Geraint, Rachel Yeager as Linda, Erin Pinnell as Alex and Amelia. Richard Wilde as Mr. Hampson, Corinne Strickett as Mrs. Hampson, Tian Pham as Mr. Carnabrishi, Magnus Carlson as Will, Jonathan Evans as Gethin and James. All of the voices were provided by the cast. Gather the Suspects was written and directed by Jonathan Evans, with sound design and audio production by Luke Wilhelm. Follow us on Twitter at gtsus underscore pod for updates on the show. And remember to hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app to be notified each time we release a new episode. Transcripts of the show can be found on our website and in the episode descriptions. Next time on Gather the Suspects. Episode 3, Going Rogue.